0: Hello, hello, hello and welcome to another episode of the Busy Mums Guide to Business podcast. A podcast to help busy mums start and scale a profitable and sustainable business to live the life of their dreams. This is your host Bonnie Wicks and we'll be talking all things mindset, money, marketing and management. Are you ready my sweet peas? Let's dig in a podcast on goals without first talking about New Year's resolutions, especially being in January. It is very pertinent. I believe New Year's resolutions are fresh in everyone's minds and maybe for the wrong reason. So have you set your New Year's resolutions? Type yes in the comments if you've set them and if you've quit them already. Now, why do I ask if you've quit them already? Well, did you know that most people quit their New Year's resolutions by January 19? That's right, most people by now, the 24th of January, would have quit and given up on their New Year's resolutions. Now, a little caveat, I do hate the word quit because it has such negative connotations to it but let's just stick with the you know terminology everyone knows for now. This leaves me questioning, why do we do it? How many of us have actually followed through on our New Year's resolutions ever, and yet we still make them? If we know we're going to fail, why do we keep setting them? And is there a better way? We know what is needed for a better life, and that is why we set New Year's resolutions Lack of information is not the cause of our current situation and for not reaching our goals. I mean, we all know that we need to exercise more, eat more fresh fruit, get more fibre, have more sleep, be active more, you know, laugh more. We have a long list of shoulds. We know that we need to live healthier, happier lives and we know how to do that. So if we know what we need to do and why, why don't we do it? The common answer at this stage is willpower. Willpower is supposed to be a muscle in our brain that helps us to stay strong against temptation and to do the things that we know we should be doing. How many of you lack willpower? How many of you think you lack willpower? Well, I've put my hands up for many, many years, I always thought I lacked willpower. I tried setting goals. I tried doing, having an any do task. I tried, you know, having in the chain of momentum. I have tried so many things to stop my binge eating. And I blamed myself for not being strong enough, not having the willpower to do it and that just fed into the whole guilt cycle and made it worse surprise surprise does that sound familiar to anyone that whole cycle of stress then having your bad habit and then knowing you shouldn't be having that bad habit so you try not to have that bad habit and then your so-called willpower fails on you and you feel even worse so you do that bad habit again well I was like that too until I started reading The Yoga of Eating by Charles Eisenstein. Now, I know it's a bit weird talking about a book on eating on a business podcast, but I hope you can find the information transferable like I did. See, Charles has an unusual take on willpower. He actually believes that willpower is a load of shit. May not be in so many words, but that's my take on it. He also believes that not only is willpower not true and not the way to do it, that maybe life would be better without it. Charles says, any effort at self-improvement or change, including dietary change, relying mainly on willpower is destined to fail. If you resolve, I'll make myself do it, then you are fighting yourself. It means you're divided, that on some level you do not want to do it. And I totally agree. And as soon as I read that, it really made me a little bit more aware of what I was doing and why. Coupled with reading a book called The Compulsions of Eating, it really all clicked into place. Priorities and values. Willpower is not the answer. Priorities and values are. Simply put, we do things because we need to and because we're on default. And until we know why we do them and what defaults in, we can't change it. So for instance, my binge eating. I binge eat when I stress, and often I stress about work. So that's a a multi-level approach. First of all, I know that I need to find a different way to deal with my stress. I can't just go, okay, willpower, I am bad at dealing with stress, so I'm just gonna make myself stop binge eating it doesn't work. You're fighting yourself. I'm fighting myself. It just makes the stress worse. And so I've really got to come to myself with love and care and compassion to deal with that stress. And I know now that when I get stressed, these binge eating reactions are going to happen. And I have to have something else in place before I can stop myself binge eating. So I either need to nip stress stress in the butt first, or I need to have other more proactive ways of dealing with that stress. So at the moment, I am absolutely loving having cacao ceremonies and having baths as a way of de-stressing and having that fill the spot of that binge eating. And as I said, it it was multi-level. So not only do I have to look at, okay, why was I binge eating? which was stress. But then what can I then do about stress? And finding ways to implement stress reductions in my work and finding ways to make productivity easier and more efficient in my business. Willpower had nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. So if you have quit your new year's resolutions already, this is a little bit of a pat on the back and a big hug to say, you are worthy. You are not a failure. You're not a quitter you just haven't found your why. You need to dig a little bit deeper into your goals and what's actually stopping those goals. We have information overload. We know we need to eat better. We know we need to work more. We know we need to be doing this and that and should be shouldn't. That's not going to get us anywhere until we start looking at our values and we start replacing like for like. So I'm going to go off the willpower topic and the New Year's Eve topic and start talking more a little bit, uh, more specific business goals. But before I do, I want to leave you with one last quote from the yoga of eating. Maybe, just maybe, life without willpower would be more creative, more abundant, more productive, and more dynamic than the life of shoulds and shouldn'ts. Well said, Charles. Charles. So we've just talked about traditional setting of the New Year's resolutions and I guess it was more of a personal note but it does roll into your work situation because quite often they are very linked so having a healthier body is a goal of many people and the outcome will be having more energy to devote to their businesses. Some people may even be putting in years resolutions to devote more time towards their businesses or might even be having a certain goals directly for their businesses. So I really wanna have a look at talking about goals and goal setting now, because that term is more related to businesses and you know hitting those business goals. Now, before I do talk about that, I am going to raise some points about the masculine and feminine energies and I wanted to do this little caveat first because I haven't talked about those terms before and they are very contentious terms and I really I don't want to offend you but they are my views and I do truly believe in them and I would like to explain first. So, there are two energies in this world that are traditionally talked about and that's a masculine and feminine or the yin and the yang. Now these energies whilst they've got a gendered term they do relate to gender in a in a way but I say the word gender and not the word sex. So just a brief education moment. Sex is the biological I guess Um, organs, sexual organs that you are born with and gender is the, I guess, the energy that you prescribe with and your energy can be different to what your sex is. So how I view it is the masculine energy is quite a, a strict, firm, solid energy. It is very... 24 hour cycle basis so you don't have the ups and downs that you tend to see in the feminine energy the feminine energy is seen as softer but do not let yourself think that that means the feminine energy is not as strong and powerful as a masculine energy the feminine energy is not lesser and it's not more than the masculine energy it is just different And to me, it is about working in those cycles. It is understanding that we move with the moon, that we aren't the same 24-hour cycle as the masculine and that we should be treating ourselves differently and planning differently. Now, when I think about the traditional goal setting, I do not think it's the best way for women to reach our highest potential. I view traditional goal setting as very masculine It's very much rigid and strict and linear and A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It doesn't allow for the flows, for the leaps, the quantum leaps that the feminine energy are capable of. Now, this isn't just woo-woo, okay? There's actually science about the impact of our feminine cycle on our life. For instance, in exercise, as we go into our ovulation phase, we are stronger, we can lift more, we have more energy, we can hit those personal bests. We're on top of the world, we're on fire, girl. But then when we hit our uh, premenstrual phase, and when, we're in, when we are menstruating, we do have a little bit of that dip. You can see our, our hormones go all out of whack. They, they change throughout our cycle, And when we are in that premenstrual phase, we're more likely to be injured. We won't be able to lift as heavy and as hard. So goal setting where each week you are hitting your personal best and you're slightly improving, It's not just wrong for us, it's downright dangerous. It is dangerous to tell a woman to go in on our premenstrual phase and go lift heavier than you did on your ovulation phase. It just blows my mind that this isn't common knowledge and that we aren't allowing this type of goal setting to change to suit the feminine energy. Over the new years, I have started getting a few business emails from people I respect and a lot of them talk about their goal sets setting for this year and a lot of it is the traditional, I want to go to the gym three times a week, I want to earn X amount of money, I want to do more webinars, I would like to walk the dog five times a day and I started actually having a very physical reaction to these type of goal settings. I was getting disgusted like I was really having a like a visceral emotional reaction to them because in one sense I used to be attracted to them and I used to try to do that and even now I have a tendency to fall into that habit of wanting to do these things and to have that structure and that uh, rigidness in my life but I now know and my body knows that's not right for me and it's probably not right for a lot of women and that's probably why a lot of women are quitting the new year's resolutions and not reaching their goals. And the other thing I kinda of find with these type of traditional goal settings is they don't allow for flexibility. And in this whole pandemic, I think we have been shocked by how quick things can change. We like to think we're in control of our life and what happens around us, but we're not. And that is where a traditional goal setting can't help us. It fails us actually. So for instance, take the goal going to the gym three times a week. Not only does it fail to take into account the feminine cycle, you know, you should be, okay, that's great three times a week, but each week of your cycle should be having a different focus. And it also then doesn't take into account things that can happen such as lockdowns. And going to the gym three times a week is impossible when you cannot leave your house for three months. And so if you have set the goal, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week and I'm going to lift weights and I am going to gain two pounds of muscle, That all goes out the window when a major change like the pandemic comes and you're locked down. It doesn't allow for much flexibility or a pivoting of that goal. The other thing is, say, financial goals. A lot of people will have a goal to finally reach the $10,000 a month mark in revenue, which is great and it's a great goal. But then they don't allow... For things to go over and above that and they don't also analyze whether or not that goal is actually what they want. Now you might be thinking I'm a little bit crazy, what do you mean? Who wouldn't want $10,000 a month? Well the single mom that is working a job to support her family that really wants freedom and flexibility may think she wants $10,000 a month but in actual fact may only need the 6,000 so let me explain. To reach 10,000 in sales you have to do X amount of work. You have to have X amount of systems in place and you need to first know whether or not that's resources you have and resources you want to expand. So it's a give and a take. It's opportunity cost. Every opportunity will cost you something. So yes, $10,000 a month would be lovely and we'd all love that in the bank, but at what cost? So for some people, their goal or their happiness would actually be 6000 where they have enough money to pay the bills, but they also have enough freedom and time to spend with their family, to not stress every night, to actually sleep seven hours a night without having to check emails at one o'clock in the morning. And so this traditional goal setting of 10K a month is based on something so rigid and structured and masculine that I just, I can't back it anymore. And it goes further. It's even, I can't back the business coaches that go, okay, so you want to reach $10,000 a month. Let's work this out. At X amount of product, at X amount of dollars, you need to sell this many to reach that goal. Okay, great. And then what? And then what? And then they just leave you. They just leave you to work out how to sell that many products at that cost to reach that. And I find that's actually quite useless information because we all know how much we need to sell to make $10,000. That's not a problem. Problem is actually knowing how to sell that many. And quite often you'll find on your business journey things change. (laughs) Your business journey is actually quite feminine when you think about it. So, for instance, with my candle business, I did that whole thing with a coach. I went through and I worked out I needed to sell X amount of candles per week. And I was like, oh, that's great, I can do that, yep. And then I had a bath and some inspiration and I started making bath salts and had that as a option, which is quite a, a common pairing and I loved making them. And they actually became a 50% of my revenue. Where did that factor into my goal setting? That just rendered the whole hour I spent with, a goal, goal, with my business coach going through that goal and working out the, the mass of that 10K month. It rendered it completely useless. Okay, so I have bagged goal setting quite enough. You might be wondering, well, if you're not goal setting, what are you doing? What other options are there? You can't wander around aimlessly because if you wander aimlessly, well, you won't get to where you want to go. And that is a very valid point and I do agree with that. And I know I might be a bit of a stickler for words, but words really do have a powerful meaning. And so I am changing, I'm trying to change, because sometimes I do default to it, from goals to focus and aspirations. So focus is the big ticket things. It's body, business, for me. You can have other different focuses. You could have family, you could have values, you can have health. So choose your big focus. I would only recommend having two focuses uh, for a year or for the month or whatever you would like to, um, what period you'd like to set. So for me, like I said, my focus for this year is body and business. And I have aspirations and aspirations come under each focus. So under the body focus, I have an aspiration to lose a little bit of weight which comes from eating a bit healthier, moving my body more, loving my body more, using my Shakti mat every day, hopefully, or when I feel like it, or when I feel like my body needs it, and just really tuning in to my body. For my business focus, I have aspirations of making more of an impact of finally having my website revamped and ready for you guys to look at because I have some very exciting freebies and resources that are coming up. And you'll notice that it's very wishy-washy and it's wishy-washy for a reason. And I actually don't feel like it's wishy-washy. I feel like I have a deep connection to these focuses and these aspirations. As I said, our problem isn't information. We know what we want and we know how to do it. So these, instead reframing it as a focus and an aspiration really helps me because it comes from a place of caring and a place of values. I'm doing it not because I should, but because I want to. I am focusing on my body and loving my body and part of that is moving it and I'm not going to set a arbitrary goal of moving it three times a week because you're forcing yourself to do something. Instead, I'm going to love my body. And when you love your body and you care for your body and you understand that moving really helps your body and you feel better, then you naturally move more. It isn't a fight, it is a journey with it. And that is why focus and aspirations is so much better. One week, I might move my body and go to the gym four times a week. Other weeks, it might be twice but I don't think of myself as a quitter or a loser for being so up and down. Instead, I feel like I am making the biggest commitment to my body. It's Just likewise with my business. Yes, I would like my website up and ready ASAP. And because I know I want it done ASAP, that means I'm going to focus on it as much as I can to get it up. There's no use putting a date Because if I put a date on it and something happens and I can't get it done by that date, then I'm just going to feel terrible. And obviously, because it's a focus of mine, a main core focus of mine, I'm putting as much focus and energy into it as I possibly can. I cannot put any more in. So if I put a date on this and I fail to meet it, what is that going to say about me? How am I going to feel about myself then when I know I've given it my all and still haven't reached it? And instead, I feel so much more peaceful going, yes, I really want it done as soon as I can. I'm going to focus on it as much as I can. And then when it's done, I'm going to be happy for a moment. And then the next one's going to come up. And then the next aspiration. And then the next aspirations. Because, well, we're never really truly satisfied. And we never ever stop our hunting for the next level. We're never happy when things finish. Which is another reason why, I guess against the goals is we think that once we reach our goals, we are finished and it's done. It's ticked off that every, we're going to be miraculously happy. Our life is going to change. And then we're bitterly disappointed when we reach our goals and we don't reach this promised easy land or that we have more goals or that we aren't satisfied. Whereas focus is more of a way of living it is a continuous focusing of your energy and there is no end to it it's an infinite game and I hope you will play the infinite game with me and I hope that you will start reassessing your business goals and and your mindset about business goals and what you really want for your life and your business because be honest, there is no work-life separation. Our businesses are often our babies, our second babies. They are the love of our life. We spend so much time on them. There is no separation between them and us. And so by having a focus in the business and in your life, they will impact each other. So what are you going to focus on? Have I convinced you to give up your set rigid goals and be a little bit more flexible and a little bit more in flow and in love with yourself and life? I hope I have. And I hope that I have imparted a little bit of wisdom or a little bit of a deep breath because we need to let go of our shoulds and our shouldn'ts and start embracing our wants and hell yeses. Well, that's it for this podcast. I hope you enjoy. Hit me up with some comments down below. Check out my Insta, and as always, don't forget to follow and like, and I would really appreciate it if you could leave any reviews or any star reviews on here. And that's it for another podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.